Hello, and welcome to G Talking All That Jazz. This podcast is really the testimony of a friendship that spans over four decades. A friendship between two black professionals that began here in Harlem, New York in the mid-1970s. As young men, both learning from each other on how to navigate the sometimes formidable and unapologetic streets of Harlem, New York, both here and now, still standing with a wealth of transferable knowledge. As you join G and Jazz on their journey of reflection, listen. Listen closely for the true messages about friendship, morality, and brotherly love. Because their trials and tribulations come at a cost. G and Jazz will share their thoughts and opinions on a variety of topics. From love and relationships, to family and politics, and of course, friendship. Again, Welcome to G Talking All That Jazz. Enjoy the journey. Oh, buckle up. Jazzy, Jazzy Mac. What's up, my dude? What's going on with you, Papa Doc? I'm just trying to make a dollar out of 15 cents. Are we always, bro? I'm just trying to make a dollar out of 15 cents. How are you, my friend? I'm good, man. You know, this weekend is the fourth weekend in in January uh, as Prince Hall Masons. And Prince Hall Eastern Stars, we all pilgrimage to a central location and we have our annual meeting. Okay. You know, so it's a time for family, time for friends, you know, some reports, some meetings, and so on and so forth. Okay. And uh, this year we're up in Albany, New York, man. So I'm, I'm actually um, broadcasting from New York, New York, bro. Okay. You know, still, Albany, New York. I'm still down in Georgia, man. That's exciting, man. At least yeah. just the fellowship piece of it, just to see people you haven't seen in a minute and you know just the the, the camaraderie and just I, I know that feels good it have to feel good man absolutely bro i just yeah. uh I, I look forward to it and uh you know it's once a year and you know you get to see people man that you haven't seen and yet and because of the pandemic we didn't get a chance to have it in 2020 so it's been two years since i've seen my brothers and my sisters so I'm happy to be amongst uh, the living and they are amongst the living as well. Yes. But what's going on with you, bro? What's Ain't going nothing, on with man. you, I, I, do, I do know that you guys have a Nor'easter heading your way, man. I hope you don't get jammed up up in up in New York. Yeah. I know, bro. I have not seen any snow. I'm up it's in all New York, man. I know they say it's coming, bro. It's a but coming, I tell bro. You, the weather is like 35, 34 yeah. degrees. Sounds like a perfect condition for... Snow, snow. The, yeah, 37, right? I think it's 37 before it yeah, starts man. to snow. Yeah, man. But uh, so, I mean, everything, listen, man, I'm ready for it. Everything is good, man. You know, I just want to, before we get the show going, man, um, just a, one thing I do want to want to acknowledge um, back in Harlem, man, you know, I'm not sure it was, it was actually national news that this young officer, 22 years old, yeah, Jason yeah. Rivera, was... Yeah. Um, shot and killed and he was from the precinct in our area he's from the 32nd precinct so the yeah. 26th precinct is right down the street from us but 32nd precinct is like a few blocks away and this yeah. happened right now in our hometown right in harlem so yeah you know it was um you know very young young wife and yeah, you know it was, just, it was very sad it was senseless mm-hmm. and it's, it's just you know a lot of the senseless crime that is is happening and you know, I think this, I just want to just, if we can just take a couple of seconds, a few minutes, 10 seconds of silence, just to, you know, recognize that, you know, 
police officers get, you know, they get a bad rap sometimes, man. You know, we know, we know police officers and we know, you know, we know good cops and we know bad cops. And, you know, I, I didn't know, you know, this young man, but he was a rookie and he, you know, he went there in response to a domestic violence call and then was just, you know, snuffed out of, out, out of um, his life was just taken away from him. He was, he was just snuffed, his life was just snuffed away. And so he leaves, you know, a wife and family. And, and uh, I just wanted to just take 10 seconds to acknowledge, you know, um, you know, his, his totally family, his yeah, family and things like that. So let's take 10 seconds and we can do that. Yeah. All right. Amen. Yeah, man. Also, Amen. too, I, I want to add with that that mm -hmm. all of New York is mourning for it. I mean, mm -hmm. you know, that, that you know, it was more. It was actually two cops that were killed. Yes, yes. I saw his, was I shot, saw a service. Mm, I didn't see the. I just saw a service on CNN, and it was just really right. sad. And when his wife spoke, I think that it was not a dry eye in the in the building, man. You know, I'm 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 sitting. In, in front of the television, I'm crying, man. It's just yeah, because it's a brotherhood, man. People, people you know, don't understand. Even those blue, I seen one officer being carried away, man. He was so so distressed. They had to carry him out yeah. and away from the funeral, man. Because just like our fraternal organizations, yes. Uh, yes. Alphas and Prince Hall Masons, mm -hmm. there's a fraternal organization of police officers. You know, mm -hmm. these, but the difference is that they put their lives on the line every day, mm -hmm. every night for mm -hmm. us, you know? Mm -hmm. They they are the ones that will come to your aid, you know, when uh, you are in need, you know? Mm -hmm. And these guys walked in, you know, to help, protect, and serve, and they lost their lives, so. Yeah, so. I'm glad you did that, I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah. So uh, the topic I show, we're gonna, we're doing a part two to right. our, our our, 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 fraternal, our fraternal organization is still yeah. relevant. I don't know, you know, Jazz and I received a lot of good feedback from the last one we had on fraternal organizations, and they, and they wanted people wanted us to dig even deeper into keep, the fraternal keep the conversation about, going. Right. Mm -hmm. We talked about what it meant to us and so on and so forth and the brotherhood aspect of it. But there's another side of it. There's mm -hmm. a dark side of fraternal organizations as well. Mm -hmm. And so mm -hmm. we're going to touch on that um, today. But before we do that, before we get to the statistics and so on, we want to go to Jazz and for him to give his disclosure. Jazz, take it away. This is a public service announcement. Bong, 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 All the stories you're about to hear are all true. <laughs> Name, dates, and events will not be changed. <laughs> if you hear your name in one of these stories and it caused you to break up or divorce with your little butter love, your sugar bunny, your side piece, your spouse, your him, he, she, her, your identity, we are sorry, but again, <laughs> we are Beyonce sorry. Sorry, you, not I sorry. We ain't thinking about you. We do not own the rights to this song. We do not own the rights 
to this song. But we ain't sorry. We ain't sorry. We don't care. That's what you get. Could have hung out with us. <laughs> you gotta love it, man. So let's talk about it, G. Let's talk about it. You know, you said the dark side of of uh, fraternal organization. Yeah, so man. again, you know, just to kind of recap a little bit again, we talked about our black fraternities relevant. Oh, they still black fraternal organizations still relevant and yes you know we, we had good debate and good discussion and now we're going to do a part two we're going to talk about you say the dark side are all mm. brothers really brothers right are all brothers and I, really brothers and, and so, i'm gonna say this mm-hmm. and i'm just to answer this answer that i'm just gonna jump right into it okay the answer is no okay not all brothers are brothers okay and i'm gonna say, say this is the reason and this is the reason i'm gonna say it you know and without giving up the secrets of masonry or anything like that, it's not a secret. But all Masonic um, halls, we have checkered floors, and it's symbolic. The symbolism behind it is good and evil, mm-hmm. and we believe that if there's good and evil in the world, it's gonna always be good and evil in your lodges. And so, therefore, there are certain brothers. Well, I'm not gonna call them brothers. There are certain members who join our organizations because. You know, they think they can get the court signs and they want to get the secret words. And, you know, there's some brothers who join just to exploit us, just to go out and tell everybody all I see, you know, our secrets. But I keep trying to tell people we're not a secret organization. We're just an organization with secrets. Right. You know, just like your pin number on your on your, on your debit card. It's a secret, but it's not a secret code or nothing like that. It's, it's, it's something that only you have. And just like with us and just like with the alphas and Qs and sigmas, they're secrets. And I think some brothers join it just to either be a part of it or try to get the secrets and so on and so forth. And not every brother's a brother, you know, and that's just my take on it. You know, there's brothers who join in whatever because they want to, you know, just be a part of something because they're nobody in their life. There'll be some people who, you know, never had no power before, never had no juice before. But as soon as they join your organization, they can wear the jackets and they can wear the colors and whatever, whatever. All of a sudden, they hot. They're the hottest thing on the block <laughs> just because of the colors they wear on their back or the square compass. Or for in your case, the double A's. But That's you know, how I feel. But, okay, but but you said a lot. You said a lot. Yeah. So so let me let me try to maybe deconstruct a little bit what I what I heard from what you were saying that. You know, some some individuals when they see see the Mason, the organization, they just want to be a part of it so that they can learn the the secrets of it. I, I think I think that's what I heard. And then the other piece was to to that is that because they are um, seeking the organization for for the wrong reasons in quotes, then in a sense they don't really grasp the full gravity of what it is to be a brother. And lastly, I, I, I think you were saying that others may just see the surface piece of it and may just see the organization for the letters. Or exactly, for, you got it. For mm-hmm. what it so, so there's a lot with that. So, so let, me, let me try to start, let me try to start this this way, right? And saying that, you know, there is definitely a, a difference between, um, being a brother, right, and being an alpha, 
right? There's definitely a difference between being a brother and being an alpha. So let's take Same away, thing. let's take away alpha and say fraternity, right? So there's a difference between being a brother and being in a fraternity. So a brother is a state of brotherhood. Like you're my brother. That means I got your back no matter what. The good, the bad, the ugly. I got your back. While being in the fraternity just means that that's one of the qualities of brotherhood. Like, because I'm in the fraternity, one of the qualities of being in the fraternity is brotherhood. But that doesn't mean that you are a brother. So let me let me give you my perception um, of my journey in Alpha Dawn, because I only can speak for that. I didn't pledge any other fraternity, anything like that, or I'm not a, I'm not a Mason. So when I was going through my pledge season, right? Listen to the words. When I was going through my pledge season, it was those things that you mentioned were very important to me in terms of wearing the A's. I used to look at brothers and I was seeing with the A5A hats and the A5A pins and I was like, Oh my God, I can't wait to put that on. I can't wait to put it on. I can't wait to get a hat. I can't wait to get a pen. I can't wait to get the jacket. I used to look at our shield and I see the cross, the cross um, uh, uh, torches with the red in it. I'd be like, oh my God, I can't. That was, that was a very myopic view of what the fraternity was about. But then once I got into the fraternity, that's when I was exposed to the brotherhood of the fraternity. So I think that everyone sees the surface in the beginning, but then once you get in the organization, then you learn about the brotherhood. You learn about these individuals that will have your back no matter what. And you can tell the difference, and I'm not, you can tell the difference between those who are brothers and those who are just alphas. And that is the truth. And so let me, let me say this, and this is in no way that I am throwing shade at any alpha. I'm just speaking my truth and only my truth, right? So I, I pledged in 1985 and I'm not saying that your, your pledge process have a lot to do with your level of brotherhood, but there is some things that happen during your pledge process that bring you closer together. And what happened, I think what happened in all fraternal or Black Greek fraternal organizations around 1988, right, because of many lawsuits, many organizations were at risk of becoming non-active um, because of legal, because of many legal cases and, 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 and lawsuits. So what organizations began to do, what organizations did was that first they did a, a moratorium, right? So they stopped all pledging, right? And then once they stopped all pledging, they came out with a new pledge process. It was a, a pledge process that will reduce the risk. And I'm not going to get into the grimy details of how that process is. But what it did do, it took a lot of the traditions away from fraternities. And so when I say traditions, I don't want to mince words at all. 
Alpha Phi Alpha does, do not condone, specifically Ada Zeta chapter, do not condone hazing. So I want to just put that out there. However, there is tradition in Alpha Phi Alpha, Ada Zeta chapter, Bowie State University. Well, okay, but, so, but to some of our listeners, some people may, may not understand what hazing is. is it, can you define hazing? Well, hazing, hazing has a, a it's it's um anything that is mental or physical that can cause you any type of distress. It could be someone screaming at you, or it could be someone physically, you know, putting their hands on you. Or you can it be emotional too? Can it be Absolutely. emotional as well? Absolutely, it can be putting you in a distressful um situation, uh, putting you in a situation where you feel isolated, um, a situation where they have you, you know, um, consuming. Uh, certain things and things like that. So any of that can be considered hazing. Harsh language can be considered hazing, G. So, um, and many of these organizations have these traditions. So we're going to call them traditions. Mm -hmm. And so after 1988, around 87, 88, when, when this risk management approach became part of um, fraternal, the frater fraternities in terms of initiation process, I believe some of the traditions were lost. Good, bad, or indifferent, I'm not here to say that. But I'm saying to you is that I saw a shift in the paradigm between the quality of brothers that were being made prior to that time and then the quality of brothers that were made after. And again, I'm not mm. doing any shade on anyone. I don't know, man. I'm feeling some shade, brother. No, I'm, I sound I'm, like I'm, some shade. I'm the same. I, I hear you saying. No, I hear you I'm saying not. I'm not throwing no shade, but I would think that brothers who okay, so after a, the, that process, that risk management took in, they might take a little offense to it. They so could, but they could. Up? They could, right? If they choose to. But how the saying go? A hit dog, a holler. If that's how you feel, if you feel right, right. If the glove don't fit, you must have quit. If you feel that way, <laughs> right? If you feel that then way, you would ain't win. Right? <laughs> right? If, right? If you feel that way, that's something that you have to really, you know, you know why you feel that way. So let me make this very, 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 very clear. So that okay. anyone who may got offended and got their little itty bitty got feelings, feelings, any feelings, you know, right. what the what the kids say, uh, you got caught your feelings, <laughs> your feelings right now. Get out your feelings. Because here's the reality. None of our founding founders, none of our Jews pledge. They were all concept. Mm -hmm. They were all concept. So none of them had to go through any of this, these traditions that we had to go through. So let's make it clear. And if we hold job. in such high regard, then yes, back sir. away. Back away. Yeah, so you see me on campus, you see me in the yard, don't come up with me no stupid stuff. Because you know what? I probably will pop you in the face anyway. <laughs> <laughs> No, in all, in all, in, all seriousness. In, all seriousness. Serious, that's, 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 that's a good point. I, I, that's a good point. I, yeah, so I think that a lot, a lot changed, and a lot mm -hmm. had to change. It had to change. Absolutely, people were dying. Let's be, let's be real. Talk about it, Jack. That's the truth. When people, people were hate, people were pledging. Yes. And people were dying. People right? were dying. Yes. For the, they were. for the just to wear the A's. People were giving up their lives. Just and fraternal the organizations across the board. Well, we, we we can't speak any other. We are talking about alpha for alpha right now because yes. right now you're talking about alpha, right? Yes. So let's just be. So people yes. were people were going too far. Yes. People were taking it too far just yes. to get that, and they were dying. So they yes. had to do. They had to, the, the organization as a whole had to change. Had to change. Same thing. 
Same thing with Prince Romantia. It's mm-hmm. different, you know. Mm-hmm. Now they, everybody had a process, you know. And again, I want to say this, and maybe I should have said this in the beginning. I do not speak for the most virtual Prince Hall Grand Lodge of the state of New York, where the most virtual Walter C. King Jr. Grandmaster at present presides as Grandmaster. I'm only speaking from my perspective. And Jazz, you want to add to that? And I'm only speaking based on Linwood McAllister, brother Linwood McAllister, who's financial and who's active. I'm only speaking from my point of view. And because I have all the rights and privileges to speak as an alpha man. That's it. And I'm going to say the same thing. As Wright Worshaw, Gary T. Davis, District Deputy Grandmaster of the Most Worshaw Prince of Grand Lodge of State New York, brother of Joppa Lodge number 55 for the last 22 years, and a, 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 a in good standing, I'm only speaking on my my experience as being a Prince Hall Mason in the state of New York. So I want to say this too, like um, I continue to say that there's some brothers who came through our process, you know, and they went hard, right? But that didn't make them great brothers. You know, we have a saying that the obligation you take makes you a Mason. It, it's you, you, what you do after that is what makes you a brother. Mm-hmm. The ones I saw as brothers in, in over the last 22 years, I can I can give you perfect examples of brotherhood. You know, I can recall a time when my mother had surgery and she was in a hospital and I was on my way to go see her, you know, but, you know, I'm traveling far distance. My mom had, you know, surgery and she was in Harlem, whatever. I can recall, man, brothers of my lodge. Never met my mother before, but heard the distress going on. My mother was in sickness and she had distress. And brothers will go to the hospital and they'll walk and knock on my mom's door and go, hey, Miss Bolden, my name is Brother Donald Graves. My brother name is Brother Mushi Bay or whatever. And, you know, now you don't know me, but I'm a brother of Gary Davis and I'm here to be with you until he gets here. Mm-hmm. I can remember a time when my mom had, you know, hip replacement surgery or she had shoulder surgery or had appendix taken out. And I would look up. And I will see tons of brothers walking through the waiting room, man, just to come and sit with me and be with me, right? Brothers. I can remember when, you know, when I was married and um, and, 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 my, and my 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 wife's then wife um, father died. Brothers came to the funeral. I had just been. I think I I may have been in an organization a year. Mm-hmm. I looked up and I was surprised to see him there. Mm-hmm. You know, I I can recall times, man. Where I've been sick, asthma, being in the hospital, whatever, and my brothers would come far and far and far and sit at my bed and take care of me and be there for me. Mm-hmm. To me, that to me is more brother than anything. I don't care how much you know. We have a thing: learn your ritual, learn this. You know, you gotta know your words, you gotta do this, know your constitution, know your Bibles, whatever, whatever, whatever. All of that don't make you a brother. We got mm-hmm. we got signs, we got grips, we got words. You know, we got certain things that we show and whatever. None of that. None of that will make you a brother. It's your actions and how you carry yourself and what you do is what makes you a brother. You know, that's my two cents. And, and, and I think that is important, especially for, for you know, the, these younger folks who are thinking about joining organizations or those who are new to the organization, that it's, it's important to understand, you know, the, the difference between the two. You know, sometimes I see some of the, the you know, I see some of the videos and I, I see um and, and and don't get me wrong, you know, I had my time at 
when when I was an undergrad. I had my time. I had my moment. So this is not some old dude looking back, pointing the fingers, and, and like you know how you know how the song goes: memories too painful to remember. You remember, yes. <laughs> you know, but easy to forget. You know, so yeah. Mm -hmm. So you know, you know, I, th this is this is you know, we, we have a thing that says you know, in the recollection slowly fades away. You know, that's mm -hmm. part of our hymn. It's like we slowly forget those yeah, traditions. All the stuff that you, yeah, all the stuff that you that used to do in the past. So yeah. I'm, not, I'm not saying that, but I'm saying that I, I really hope that that those same traditions are being instilled in this, 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 this younger generation that's going through this process. Because as you mentioned, you know, you mentioned, you know, the, the tons of examples of how, you know, brotherhood was demonstrated to you. Yo, G, I can actually talk right now, man, from sunup to sundown about yeah, me too. About mm -hmm. you know about the about my chapter and how the brothers like mm -hmm. you know looked out for me when I hit serious bumps in the road, you know, in life, and and how they were there for me and how you know they all they wanted for for me was for me to get myself together, you know, right, and to be successful, mm -hmm. right. It wasn't, it was no judgment. It was none of those things. And so I, I truly mm -hmm. understand what the brotherhood piece is about. But sometimes I, I feel that, you know, what I don't want to happen, and this is, we talked about posterity, right? We talked about the future. Yeah. Right? We talked about the future yes, earlier. Sir. What's, in, what's important for me in looking and, and being an old head and, 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 you know, and, you know, looking, you know, at the, at our fraternal organizations years from now, I don't want them to um, become these almost like these entertainment type pieces, you know, and that's what sometimes yeah. I see with all yeah. the social media, and this is a sign of the times, you know, social media is so, mm -hmm. is so um, influential in terms of promotion, and it does promote the organization but sometimes yeah. we get we forget that there is a business side to show business so when we see these step shows we see these mm -hmm. these um these step competitions and we see these these uh, uh uh when they doing these line walks and we see all this show stuff to that that's that's like really a very small part of being in a fraternal organization yeah that's ministry the, part yeah well, that's, the, that's mm -hmm. the show part of it the, mm -hmm. But the business part of it, like the community work that should be, uh, should happen, like you should service community mm -hmm. service that should happen, the leadership that you should be instilling on the campus that you on, and even within the, the fraternal organization, um, the brotherhood piece that we're talking about now is so very relevant. So sometimes, I, you know, and I'm on the outside, and I'm an old head, and I'm looking, I'm on the outside, you know, trying. In, in looking back in a retrospective sense sometimes and I just hope that we're not going to we're not going to lose those values within the fraternal organization because things have changed in terms of you know traditions have changed because the, the times have changed so that's you know that's yeah, what, that's I, I, what I agree, man. me sometimes yeah I, I agree I think also too um I would like to see before brothers ask to join our organization. I would like to see, have them 
you know, understand the history of us. Like mm-hmm. in the state of New York, where people don't know, like you said, we have us, you know, we have our side where we have our show side and the Senate third, whatever. But that again, like you said, is a very small part. We are a business organization. When I mm-hmm. say that we're a business fraternal organization, but what people don't know in the state of New York, we're the only black male organization that owns a daycare center in Harlem. Mm. We've owned that daycare for over 50 plus years, and most people don't even know that that daycare, that's right there in the polo grounds, you know, off of Harlem River, is owned by the Prince Hall Masons of the state of New York. Mm-hmm. They don't know that. Mm-hmm. People don't know that the Prince Hall Masons of the state of New York own the senior citizen building right on 155th Street, right by our Masonic Temple. People don't know that mm-hmm. because that takes money and that takes business for us to do that. People don't know that the Prince Hall Masons of the state of New York. We own property, almost 700 acres of land up in Roscoe, New York. That's the business side of us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they see us in our, marching in our suits in the African Day Parade, but they don't know about the charities that we do, the community mm-hmm. service we do, how we serve our community, our, our homeless shelters, and, and how we feed the homeless, and, and we bring them in on Thanksgiving and Christmas, and we feed them throughout the year to take care of our seniors. We, we, we value our, 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 um, our elderly. People don't know that, and even... Uh, what was the what was that city that 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 state that had the water crisis? Is it is it Michigan? Michigan. Mm-hmm. We had the water crisis. Mm-hmm. Michigan. You don't know that the Prince Mason the state of New York sent a buku load of money down there to help the brothers in Michigan. And when things happen all over the all over the country in different uh, Masonic um, jurisdictions, that we take we 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 get together as brothers and we handle that. Mm-hmm. But speaking of brothers, that not all brothers are brothers. There are some brothers. Mm-hmm. who join these organizations not understanding the business aspect of it and the brotherhood acts of it and they say they looking for how I can get paid. They come in, they may be caterers, they may be electricians, they may be this and whatever. And they trying to figure out a way of how to get DJs and whatever, trying to figure out a way of how to benefit, get the benefit, we benefit for themselves. But when they should be coming in, finding out what they can do to help better our organization. Absolutely. So that when people see us on the street and they say, man, there's, they go to Prince Hall Masons. There's a Prince Hall Mason. I want to grow up and be one just like that. But if they understood the things that we do, like like I said, this owning a senior building, owning the only black-owned daycare center in Harlem, owned by men, owning 700 acres of land up in Roscoe, New York. Those are grown men, brotherly love, affection type things that the only brothers can do. So what you got and do the right. So what you're talking about is 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 what's part of what is called the spirit, but if you know in French is a spirit a spirit child of the fraternity. It's the spirit of fraternity. Yes. It's not what the fraternity can do for you. It's what you, you can what do you for can do the for the fraternity. And yes, that's sir. that's more I- I- important. And I I just want to take a, a step back because I want to give a, a little bit of clarity. I'm gonna give a little bit of clarity. By no means am I saying that if one person pledge differently from another person, they have more value. They have more value right. than the next brother. I, so I, wanna, I wanna give some clarity to that because I pledged, I had a pledge season back in 1985. It doesn't mean that I'm in any less of a brother or more of a brother, someone who went through a, a risk management process in, in 1992, 93, 94, whatever. I'm not, I'm not saying that. Because I'm gonna tell you one one thing was my was a pet peeve of mine when I was um um in my day as an undergrad. So brothers used to blackball brothers, right? 
Yeah. They said Blackball Brothers. Yeah. And so Blackball and Brothers within Alpha Phi Alpha is that you, 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 you know, it's any type of Blackball. You see a brother, you ask him what chapter he's from and what year he pledged. And if the word on the street within the organization is that that particular line didn't visit a campus, it didn't see all the brothers, they didn't quote unquote pledge hard then those brothers will frown upon, upon them and wouldn't acknowledge them to the point where they wouldn't give them our secret handshake, right? So that used to, I'm telling you, when I was in, when I was on undergrad, I, it, it used to, it used to infuriate me when I, when I saw that, when I saw brothers on blackballing other brothers, that used to just infuriate wait me. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. So let me answer, let me, I want to make sure I'm clear on what you're saying. Mm -hmm. You're saying that mm -hmm. there could be a line and the line meaning that, you know, this the brother, they was chosen to go through, they could become alphas. And they mm -hmm. went through and they became alphas. They know the hand grip, signs, whatever, we went mm -hmm. through a process, whether it be mm -hmm. a pledge process or risk management process. They have and they have all the, they have all the rights and privileges. Yeah, all the rights of privileges of alpha. Like right. you. They know exactly what you know. Exactly. Right. And right. you trying to tell me that because some brothers may feel that they didn't have a process, a correct process, that they won't grip them, they won't give them a handshake, just the shake of alpha for alpha, that's what you're telling me? Are they brothers? Is that a brother? Is that G, brotherly? Gee, it's actually worse than that. It's, it's actually worse than that. And I'm not airing no dirty, I'm not airing no alpha for alpha, alpha dirty laundry out, out here. I'm telling you what the reality is within fraternal organizations, black fraternal organizations. I'm telling you what happens within them. And this is where I think that the sense of brotherhood is watered down. It's because, <clears throat> because you are judged and the, the you know the 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 your your level of acceptance is determined by how hard or what you did or who you saw within the organization. Because there is a there is a grapevine, there is a, a network. And there is communication. These things happen, and so it used to boil my blood when I, when I would see that happen, because I, I, I go back to what I said. None of the founders, none of the founders pledged, and so mm -hmm. we hold them in high regard. Those are our jewels. That's how much you know how much regard we give to them. We treat them like they're precious stones, right? These are our jewels, and so if we can have the high regard, and they were all concept. You, you got to be kidding me if you're going to sit here and judge me because you think that you earned what your process and your process that you earned more or, or what you went through uh, gives you more right or 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 a uh, more status than what I have and that you know and I think that that has a lot to do with with brotherhood so let me let me just be very honest with you let me be very honest with you I became um so one thing a brother used to always tell me after I, after I pledged and after I graduated um, that, you know, Alpha Phi Alpha is no utopia because I thought it was. I really thought that, you know, all alpha all alphas were like, you know, my chapter brothers, you know, because I had chapter brothers that would do anything for me. But then when I went in, into the world, I graduated into the world, I realized the that real world. the real world that, you know, it was, you know, um, it became, I became very disheartened and I really withdrew 
I withdrew a lot. And 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 you you can be a witness. How many times you saw me wearing paraphernalia? Ah, yeah, very rarely. You've read, yeah, you've read, I, I, you've read, because I I've the, the because the brotherhood, the real brotherhood that I experienced for my for my chapter when I got into the world, I didn't get that, and I was naive. That was my na naivete. Naivete, yeah, right, and so. When we talk about this this brotherhood, we have to keep it in some serious, we got to keep it in context. We got to keep it in context, meaning that the, 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 the individuals that you went through these things with are going, are going to be the ones that you have this tightest bond with, right? Those will be the ones that you have this connection with. And, this, and Gene, this goes line by line or year by year in terms right. of pledging. I'm closer with my line brothers than any, any other right. um, alphas out there because we went through some traditions together. Mm -hmm. We went through right. some stuff A together. Process. Right. Mm -hmm. So, so, you know, we have to, when you mature, when you, after, after you're in the organization for a certain amount of years, you mature and you realize that no, it, it, it's no, it's no utopia. It mm -hmm. is no utopia. And right. right? But then for me, I had to reflect and, and, and I did a lot of re reflection when it came to my organization. Like, did I pledge for the right reasons? Did I pledge right. for the right reasons? You know, was right. I was that I was I that guy who just wanted to wear the A's? Mm -hmm. Was I really that guy? Yeah, shiny nickel. Yeah. yeah. Maybe. You know, did I do it because I wanted to be popular and try to get the popular the, the, the sweethearts on campus the sweethearts yeah did i do it just for yeah, that but you know what jazz i'm gonna say this to you mm -hmm. yeah but you know what jazz think about it right. when you pledge you were a 19 year old young man those are the things you should be thinking about you should be thinking about you know those things you you know you're think about it like this you grew up we grew up in harlem right Grew up in the streets of Harlem, man. The projects we we didn't. They it wasn't talked about. Oh, go to college and get a good education. And then, you know, I mean, our parents wanted us to go away to school. They wanted us to go, you know, and, and great, but that wasn't celebrated where we grew up at. You know what they celebrated? They celebrated people coming home from jail. Guess what? Johnny coming home after serving twenty five years. Let's throw a party for Johnny. Mm. But never once do you hear, oh, let's throw a party for. For Johnny, he just graduated college. He just got his master's degree. You don't have to have those parties, right? Priorities. So here you are, a young man. Priorities. Yep, it's different, right? So you go away to college, and then all of a sudden you go away to college and you see a bunch of black kids. And we went to HBCUs, a bunch mm -hmm. of black kids, men and women, and they're in these organizations, right? And they got the colors on. And you see the shine, and you see the light, and you like... Oh my God, it gets intoxicating because mm. you know, oh my God, there and they and they jump in the same and they, and the beat is the same and they clap their hands the same and they saying the same things and they, <laughs> and, they, and, they, and people are going crazy like <laughs> and you know what? And as a kid, that's the shiny nickel. We all want that shiny nickel, want a piece of it. But now on the Masonic side of it, mm -hmm. that's you don't know, like like I said, when you're in college, you know the fraternities, it's a factory. Because when you come in 18 years old, you see the fraternities and you see which ones you want to rock with. You see which one you relate to the most or whatever. And those are the ones you click to and you gravitate to. So every year, as long as a, a, a fraternal organization is not suspended on campus, and you correct me if I'm wrong, they're going to always have one, two, three, four, five brothers joining their organization. Mm -hmm. Now with Masons, on the other side, you know, 
we always say we're the grown ass man organization, right? You can't be Mason if you, if you got a job, you know, because ain't nothing free in Freemasonry. That's a saying of ours. Ain't nothing free here. You know, but on top of paying your dues and paying for this and paying for that and this and the third and digging whatever, you gotta have a job. You know, we and when we investigate you, it's one of the things we want to know if you're employed, right? You know, we want to come meet your family. We want to, you know, and so when you when you when you become a Prince or Mason, it's mostly because it's historical. You've heard history. You've heard, you know, you've heard the things that they done. In the in the fifties and sixties, and 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 who joined, and people like Sugar Ray Robinson and A. Philip Randolph and Martin Luther King was a uh, was a Mason, and, and and David Perkins, former governor, and so you you looking at that, and that's the shiny penny, you know, and you hear that oh the Princeton Masons do this and the Princeton Masons do that, and then they join it, and they looking for this prompt and circumstances, and they feel as it's a business. They realize in order for you to be a brother, you have to work at it. There's something, and some brothers, it's not in them. I I have a saying, you know, you want to be a friend, you want to have a friend, you have to be one first. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. If you wanna, if you want brotherhood, you know, and we go, and this is going back to our topic, like every brother a brother. If you want brotherhood, you have to first be a brother first. If you come in with this chip on your shoulder, like you're a street dude, and oh, I ain't doing this and whatever, whatever, you you will not. We also have a thing, man, that you must conform to us. We don't conform to you. That first thing we teach you is a we have five points of fellowship, yo, and those things, man, you are invested in and you must follow. I can't give you no know, secrets up or nothing like that. But there's very specific things that we talk about, we preach. There's symbols that that we but do, do you, present it. But do you think you think that can that can turn um, uh, someone who just doesn't have that quality into a brother? You think yeah, that no. although, although, although you have these principles, and those principles align with Alpha Phi Alpha, you know, fraternal yeah. organizations, um, Yo, the Masons have the same, you know, come the same type it, of structure and principles and things that and guidelines that we. In follow. my opinion, and in my mm -hmm. experience, it has to be in you already. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. If it ain't in you, it ain't gonna come out of you. Mm -hmm. If it, if you have always been a sucker dude and and always about yourself and always been an individual, never whatever whatever. Very rarely do you find a brother who's been always a solo, do my way, I'm going to do my way, that he gets in here and he converts and he becomes a brother. Very rarely. It's a very slim number of brothers. Any other brother has craved that. Like, I was a dude that craved that brotherhood thing. That's why I think I, I, I flourish in it because I love helping my brothers. I love being around my bros. I love that, man. I love how we we, we mingle with each other. We go out to break. And I love how we'll we'll have breakfast and, and we'll come out, man, and we'll be in front of the, a, a, a diner and we don't care who's there. We lock up, man, and we pray. And we pray loud. We don't care We don't care who's watching. And we hooking each other up. We praying for each other. And we telling each other, we I love you. And we hug each other. We kiss each other on the cheek and say, y'all love you. I love that, man. But if it's not in you to do that, that's not you. I don't care what you learn. I don't care what book they give you. You're never gonna. You're never gonna conform to that. Let me ask you a question. Do you do you find do you find that from year to year? Do, do you find that I, I I talked about that I'm closest to my line brothers, right? That those are the, the mm -hmm. alphas that I'm closest to my line brother. Do you find that same experience within? Um, in, 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 in terms of being a Mason, whoever you pledge with, no. that particular group that no. you, you're close it's to. It's different. 
Right. No. So I don't find that. It's deep. And let me tell you, like, if we have a, it's inside jobs. Again, speaking for myself, mm-hmm. we have like an internal thing. We, we drop a lot of them at 55, and then the job at 55, I mean, and, and, and on top of that, it's the most worship prince of the state of New York. But with Inside Joppa, there's a certain crew of brothers that we could, we all brothers are all brothers, but we call ourselves the K-Bots. You know, we will talk about K-B-O-T-S, we got our shirts and whatever. And these brothers are all have been made in different years. Like there's Mujahid Bay, right where Mujahid Bay and, and Brother Prescott Harris, who was created in 1997. They were made Masons in 97. I came in 2000. It's my boy Smitty. He was made in 1994. There's my boy uh, Donald Graves. He was made in 2010. My boy Dewey Walker was 2006. Uh, my boy Larry Ford was 2006. My boy Rich McIntyre was 2013. You know what I'm saying? So we all different years, but those are the ones that gravitated together, and we didn't get made on the same line. Mm. That's the difference, you know. We, you know, and all of them from 1994. To the, the the last one, which is Donald Gray, I mean Rich Rich McIntyre, was 2013. So from '94 to 2013, we all kind of like, and we gravitated towards each other. It's the craziest thing. So we have so, that. I mean that that we have that as well, where it doesn't necessarily. I'm just talking about my experience, right? Mm-hmm, of we course, as, right. we just have that as well. But we do what we do. We there is a tendency within A to Z the chapter that. Every every your line is like who you're really tight with. Mm-hmm. It's like because you know, y'all went, because y'all went, y'all had a process though. That's the difference. You guys went through you, something. You go through stuff. You go through y'all and y'all and and, and your process forced y'all to have to be together and go. What through you mean forced? Y'all did everything. What you mean forced? We wouldn't force well, anything. I will not. I will not. Uh, uh, um, I don't. I don't know what you're talking about. Okay. Um, that's to say not, that your process. I cannot that, can, can, can confirm or deny that any. I totally any understand. Types of anything, okay. I totally understand that. I totally understand what you're saying, brother. And I think our listeners are understanding what you're saying too. I cannot, you cannot confirm, I cannot confirm or deny right. anything. You well, know, let me I ask you a question. Can you confirm? I, I, I volunteered. What, 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 year, what, what year did you pledge? I pledged in 1985. Uh, did did they get suspended? <laughs> did, um, did, um, that's uh, actually like none of your business. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's public knowledge, brother. I think it's public knowledge. I think it's public knowledge, brother. There was some administrative things. There was some administrative things. I think I think I think if we looked at I think if we looked at the history of Eddie Zeta back in 1985, I don't think you guys had a line in 86, 87, you know, uh, until about what 89, maybe? We came back, we came back on the yard in 87, man. 87? Okay, I understand though. So something happened. I don't I listen, I don't know what happened. Something happened. I don't and whatever know. happened, like, and whatever happened that caused you to have that break in time, it forced your brothers in the 1985 line to be close and that you love each other. You know, um, you know, you know, and I, I've witnessed it. I've seen you brothers together, and um, I witnessed it. And I, you know, and that's a great thing. You know, and I, like you said, no, no knock on anybody else who didn't mm-hmm. have a kind of that kind of process. No, no, but, not at but all. But I think I, I think, I think my. Right, but I think masonically, we gravitate to those. We have a thing that say who best work and who best agree. That that doesn't mean that we all work and we all agree. It's that we best work. So we kind of gravitate to those. And I, I I'm I'm even close to brothers outside of my job at fifty five. You know, because we have a bunch of lodges in the state of New York, mm-hmm. and I've got love for a lot of brothers who outside of my lodge as well. And we did, we pledge in different years, and we, and we got create um, raised in different years. So. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
don't know, bro. So listen, man. I think we've been. <laughs> Look at us, man. We just going in and on in. I think that, you know, some of the feedback we receive is that, you know, those who are fraternal organizations will probably be more interested in this particular podcast than anyone else. But also, there are some lessons for those females who are thinking about pledging and sororities because it really isn't isn't that much different. And let me say this for the record. I will will not um, um, in any form or fashion um, 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 take back my experience, um, pledging, um, alpha five, I'll change it or change, you won't change it. it in any, in any form or fashion. There are, there are things that are singed in my mind from 1985 greetings that are singed in my mind. We had a number system where brothers would call out numbers and, and so wait a minute, you got, so you still remember the greetings you still, still remember, remember greetings from 1985? I still remember greetings from 1985, my friend. So once I'm, I'm going to say once again, I pledged in 1985. <laughs> and this is no knock on, any, on anyone. I'm just saying that these things are singed. It's, 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 I, think, I think our people want to hear a greeting, but, but we want to see, we want to see if you remember a greeting, brother. Let's, 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 let our listeners hear you one wanna, of the greetings. You learned back in 1985. So, so I, 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 if I can recall, man, I, I, I try my best to recall. So yeah, if you brother, recall, this right. is brother who's revered. This is brother who's loved and revered. Um, in, in A to Z chapter, Eugene Gloucester. Uh, yes. My name is Flats. He's he's loved by everyone, man. And you know, I love Eugene Gloucester, man. He taught me so much about being a man. He he's been a role model for us. And so his line, his his uh. His line name is unpredictable. He's also part of the Face family, and he's called Flat Face because he has a flat face, right? So he's called Flats. We all call him Flats or James. But his his line name is um, Big Brother Unpredictable. His name is Big Brother Unpredictable. So <laughs> I'm getting nervous, man. <laughs> Let me get in the cut. If I get in the cut, I can I can recite it. <laughs> get in the cut, right? So it's it's greatly big brother unpredictable, our most noble alpha man with the irresistible ideas. Is it he who seeks satisfaction do his alpha ways and make a finksman shed tears every day? Is it he who's caused trouble when things seem settled? It is he who throws down when they're dealing around. Just you, big brother unpredictable, the great alpha man who teaches us to think alpha, talk alpha, promote alpha, and labor for the broad principles and idealism for which alpha alpha. Alpha Phi Alpha was created so that humanity can see Alpha Phi Alpha, Alpha, Alpha as the body of wow. Just you, big brother, big brother unpredictable, sir. Right, so so I would have got my ass beat. Yeah, because I'm But nineteen eighty five, another another summer. <laughs> Get down to the fucking drummer. I love was, it. Man. That was actually nineteen eighty nine. All right, well, you know what I mean. Brother. Came out I'm, getting so old. I'm, I'm getting old, brother. I'm 55. So, those old. things are tr- are traditions, also. Those are traditions, mm-hmm. also. Yeah. They're part of our legacy, greetings, and things like that. So, these are the things that make you bond. It's really- I got to ask a question before you before, before that. Did you have a greeting once you, once you came out? Did you ever have a greeting that their brothers had to remember? Yeah, my, my greeting was almost like a remix. I took pieces from other brothers' greetings. And put my greeting together, but I had some, you know, I put my own little spin on it. But it okay, wasn't... let me hear it. Can we hear it? Can the people hear what your greeting was? 
That was a nice one. That was powerful, man. Let's hear what let's hear what you got. You know, 1985 Alpha Phi Alpha brother. You even remember your greeting? I can't remember, I can't remember my greeting. All I know is started out, they would look at me and go, ew, ew, how dare you come outside looking like that? <laughs> <laughs> That's all I can remember right now, man. You got me on the spot. So Yo, let me like, ask you a question. So what did this mean? You know, what did this mean? When they, when, they, when they saw you do this, you can't see what I'm doing. When you start wrapping stuff around your hand, what did that mean? That didn't mean anything. And what, they, and what, they, and what did, they, what did the, the brothers online have to say when you started doing that kind of stuff? What was that? Uh, um, I don't know what you're talking about. Can I confirm <laughs> or deny? <laughs> so those are the and things. just for the people, I was wrapping a t-shirt around my fist. So, just so, so you mean my hand. So those are the things that that create brotherhood. Those bonds. Yes. So the greetings oh, I just so the you. greeting right. I just mm -hmm. recited, right? Mm -hmm. I learned that greeting in in 1985, right? Eugene calls the pledge in 1980, right? So right. So um 79. Sorry, see, I would get my ass beat. Right Woo! Now. Right. Oh boy, it's look, okay. I think so, you might get punched in the face. It's okay. <laughs> I, I, it's not gonna happen, right? So, <laughs> because nobody's gonna punch me in my face. <laughs> <laughs> it's just not gonna happen. <laughs> when I was 19, <laughs> so I wanted to be down. <laughs> so you down are, now, right? So those are the things that those are the things that create brotherhood. Is yes. All alphas know these greetings. All brother, all alphas know the number system. All eight is eight brothers. You know, uh huh. Right. That's know the history. Yeah. And this is things that you do that you know that you go through that you go through that that creates this brotherhood. And like, like I said, gotcha. brotherhood is about being a brother. And in mm -hmm. a fraternity is just about the qualities of brotherhood. So there is a distinct difference, man. So I just want to make that very clear. Yo, man, listen, man. Jazz, once again, brother, great show. Yes. Great feedback, great content, man. I appreciate um, what you um, what you brought regarding um, all brothers are brothers. Thank People, everybody have to make their own decision. Absolutely. You know, what they, we, we answered our answer in our way. So mm -hmm. before we wrap up, Jazz, do you have any closing remarks? Closing remarks is that no matter what point or where you are in, in the fraternity, I, I, I think is, you know, what I could, what I would like to say for posterity, right? For the future is respect, respect where you are right now. That's good. But also have a deep rooted respect in the past have a deep respect in the history of your chapter of your organization this is for all of the the, the fraternal and, and, and sororities as well have a have a deep respect for the understanding of those who shoulders Hello, everyone. that, My name oh, is Jeff mm -hmm. shoulders that you Singapore. today right. let's look at Luke yes, I'm sorry mm -hmm. verse 45 it says uh, sorry technical difficulty respect re Understand that the shoulders that you stand on, all these these great shoulders that that uh, Gary talked about, the Martin Luther Kings, uh, uh, um, I, we can go on and on and on. Thurgood Marshall, all these great individuals. Understand the the, the tradition and, and the shoulders that you stand on, and represent that. That took me a very long time to understand that Linwood McAllister did not exist anymore. That it was Linwood the Alpha. And you know what? I love them with the alpha. I love them with the alpha. Those are my closing remarks, my brother. I, I just want to say that um, I've been a Mason for the last 22 years, and uh, it's been a great experience 
uh, for me. I love being a Mason. I love um, every aspect of, of this particular fraternal organization, the good and the bad, because I realize that, you know, with anything, there's going to be good and there's going to be bad. So with that being said, you know, I want to thank everyone for tuning in to our show on our fraternal organizations um, or, or every brother, brother. And um, I want to once again say thank you for your support. Um, I'm G. And I'm Jazz. And this is G talking all that jazz. And we're out. Peace.